0: Hello, and welcome back to episode number 11 of the Mind Body Masters podcast, the podcast teaching you how to heal yourself from the inside out by starting to resolve some of your emotional baggage and trauma. So, today I'm going to be talking about something that I am absolutely really passionate about, and something that is so important to be able to uh, really nail the physical side of healing. So we're going to be talking all about the sympathetic nervous system, the fight-flight nervous system, and the parasympathetic nervous system, the healing, calming nervous system. And I'm going to give you my top 15 tips on how you can get out of the uh, sympathetic nervous system, get out of that fight-flight mode, start to activate your parasympathetic nervous system where you can start to feel calmer and start to heal yourself from the inside out. So make sure you stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jay Curry. As a former chiropractor, I realized that people's physical symptoms started in their mind and not in their body, which is why I now teach people how to heal themselves from the inside out. Now, you don't need to be a monk or a mystic to heal yourself. You just need to learn how to master your mind-body connection, and this podcast is going to show you how. You're going to learn how to understand the hidden meaning of your symptoms, resolve the old emotional baggage that's kept you stuck, and gain practical tools to reduce the stress in your life. This is going to give you the ability to heal not only physically but also spiritually. And this comes with a dangerous level of freedom. So let's help you become a mind body master. So, something that is really, really cool is as humans, we have this amazing ability to heal ourselves, right? The human body is. One of my most fa- like things that I've always been so so fascinated by, as a kid, I remember uh, spending my my allowance getting these uh, little books all about how each system of the body worked, I was fascinated from it from such a young age. And to this day, I'm still so so intrigued by it. And the thing is, like your body can do some amazing things. Your, your body can heal a cut. You can, if you graze your knee, you don't have to think about healing it. Like there's this innate ability of your body to heal that you don't need to uh, do anything in order to control that, right? So the, th- the cool thing is, when you understand what I'm about to teach you today, you can start to really tap into your body's innate ability to heal, you can start to trust your body and start to move through some of your physical symptoms yourself, all through controlling your nervous system. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the nervous system and before I get into my top 15 tips to give you a bit of an understanding and a bit more of a context for today's episode. So there's two divisions of what's called your autonomic nervous system. You've probably heard this before, so just stay with me if you have. But you've got the uh, sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight-flight nervous system. Um, fight, flight, freeze, and there's another F in there that I won't repeat on here, but this part of your nervous system is the nervous system that is typically activated under stress. So imagine being chased by a tiger, your sympathetic nervous system would be activated. You would divert blood away from your uh, vital organs into your muscles and things like this to to run, to escape, um, all of these kinds of things that you typically associate with being quite stressed. So in this state of your body, your body is undergoing changes. It's creating meaningful adaptations to help you cope with that stress. So for example, if you were being chased by a tiger, you might experience, like I said, you might inc- see some increased activity in the muscles of your body to uh, help you escape, for example, or You might need to get more oxygen, in, so your lungs might be adapting during this time to help you get more oxygen into your lungs. So during that time, your body is adapting, and it's adapting to help you meet the demands of your environment, help you to meet the demands of the stress. Now, the other part of your nervous system is called the parasympathetic nervous system, and this is more commonly known as the rest and digest nervous system. So this nervous system is more typically activated at nighttime when you're starting to get to sleep and start to to wind down and this is where your body digests a lot of your food Um, and above all this is where a lot of the the cellular repair processes occur in your body so this is where your body actually heals now the issue is normally if you're under no stress Every night when you go to bed, you're likely going to enter this healing phase. You're gonna get a nice deep sleep, and your body's gonna naturally start to heal and repair without you doing anything. Okay? So this happens all at night time normally. But we live in the modern world and this isn't typically the case. Now, one of the things that I see, and I'm sure you can probably relate to this at some point in your life or another, maybe even right now, but in the modern world, we have so much pressure, so much stress in our life that sometimes it can be really difficult to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. And when this is the case, our bodies don't get the opportunity to heal. Our healing is, is subpar. That natural innate ability that our body has to heal is 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 hampered. So, stress in nature is designed to be really short-lived. It's designed to help us escape from that tiger that we're being chased from, and either we escape or we die. And that can take anywhere from a few seconds to a couple minutes. But the thing is, for most people in the modern world, we're experiencing stress f- for days, weeks, months, years on end, right? And this is where people get stuck with a lot of symptoms is they might be doing everything right. They might have changed their nutrition. they might have gone to all these, these fantastic therapists and and practitioners. But the thing is if your body is in a constant state of stress, which so many people's bodies are, well then your body doesn't you don't get that chance to tap into that healing part of your nervous system. Now this is also really true for people that overthink. So when you've experienced something that's emotionally distressing and unexpected, what happens is that unexpected event will cause you to ruminate on things. So one of the things that I heard in the MBM program from from the members was, "I'm just so in my head. I'm so analytical. I'm always thinking about stuff. I just can't feel my feelings." And what this comes down to is, when you're in that sympathetic state, your brain is also ruminating like there is no tomorrow. It is processing and obsessing about what's what's you've been through and what you, what's going on. So. Excuse me. So say you had some trouble at work, for example, and at work you had an issue with your boss. If you have stress around that, you're going to be ruminating, thinking and thinking and thinking, trying to figure it out. And this is your brain's way of helping you to try and resolve the problem. It's helping you to try and figure things out. But the thing is, I don't know if you've had this experience, but the more that I overthink a situation, the more that I try and think my way out of it, the less likely I am to actually figure it out. There's there's a saying by Einstein, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but I think 99 times and I find nothing. I stop thinking and I swim in the silence and the answer comes to me. So, for those of you out there that are constantly stuck in your head, being over analytical and being uh, trying to figure everything out, this is also probably a good sign that you have a heightened stress response in your body. So, these 15 tips are going to really help you to uh, not only start to get out of your head and start to get into your heart a bit more, but it's also going to help you to physically heal. By getting into this parasympathetic nervous system, you can start to really calm down. You can start to feel more peaceful, which of course is very, very cool. Now the other thing, the other reason why a lot of people are stuck in this sympathetic or stress fight-flight nervous system a lot of the time is what we call tracks and triggers. So if you've been through something Emotionally distressing, like I talked about before, say you had an issue with your boss at work. Maybe, maybe your boss absolutely yelled and screamed at you because you made a mistake on a particular project. You're going to have at that moment that you experience that unexpected and stressful event that really hit you. Is your brain's going to take your unconscious mind is going to take a snapshot of everything you see, hear, smell, taste, touch, and sense. Now, anytime you are reminded of any of these things, your body is going to respond the same way. You're going to feel the same level of stress. So that might be just walking into work. It might be seeing your boss. It might be working on a project and thinking that you're making a mistake. You're going to experience a lot of these triggers. So these triggers are simply reminders of old emotional uh, stresses that you've been through. And the thing is, those triggers don't go away until you actually deal with that emotional root issue. So my first tip here, and this goes back to the previous episode. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and listen to that. But the way in which you can start to process um, and start to get yourself out of the stress uh, sympathetic nervous system into the calming parasympathetic nervous system is to deal and resolve your emotional baggage now the reason that that is so important is because when you are able to clear that baggage when you're able to deal with those traumas and feel your feelings around those events all of a sudden the triggers that you have daily weekly whatever become less so all of a sudden if you resolve that issue with your boss you feel all of the the feelings that went along with it chances are the next time that you experience feeling like you're making a mistake on a project or bumping into your boss your nervous system won't automatically kick into that fight or flight nervous system this is probably one of the biggest tips okay so this is number 1 so number 1 is learn how to process your emotional baggage which is really really cool because that's going to reduce the triggers in your life which is going to reduce the times your nervous system switches into that stressed nervous system. So now we're going to start getting a bit more practical. We're going to get into some more of these. So number two is breath work. So I am a huge advocate for for breath work and breathing. Um, There's many ways you can do it, but I'm going to talk a little bit about, obviously there's there's breath work, um, which is really fantastic at processing old emotional trauma. It's fantastic at helping you to uh, get out of that sympathetic nervous system. And it, breath work can be, it's something that needs to be done as a practice. It's something that you need to really work at and something that can uh, is good to be guided through. So typical breath work is when you breathe a lot deeper and a lot faster than you normally would. Now, this floods your body full of oxygen and reduces the carbon dioxide in your bloodstream, which what actually happens is it switches off your prefrontal cortex and helps you actually tap into your limbic system. So this is where you can actually start to really process emotions. I'll probably do a whole episode on this particular topic, but um, breathwork in that practice can be a really beautiful way to process your emotional trauma, which ties back into the first one of reducing your triggers in your life. Now, the other way breathing is so beautiful is there's, there's two ways you can breathe, one of which stimulates, and when I'm talking about breathe, I'm talking about just generally, one of which stimulates your sympathetic nervous system and the other stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system. So typically when you're stressed, you're going to be breathing really short and shallow. It's going to sound a little like this, (laughs) right? So you're, you're, you're going to be breathing out of your mouth. Typically, you're going to be breathing all up in the top third of your shoulders and your chest. And this type of breathing actually activates your sympathetic nervous system. So And a lot of the time, if you are stressed, you're going to find that you're going to be breathing in this way. Now, the cool thing is you can consciously change your breath. Now, when you change how you're breathing and you you switch it to a more slower, deeper, diaphragmatic breath, that actually activates your vagus nerve, which is one of the most important nerves in your body when it comes to parasympathetic activity. So if you find yourself feeling really stressed, the best thing that you can possibly do is take 10 deep breaths in through your nose, all the way down into your belly. And so when you do this, you breathe and it's it's as though you push your belly out, right? And so when you do this, you breathe all the way down into your diaphragm, which stimulates that that vagus nerve, which helps to calm your nervous system. So this is why so many people just say, if you're overstressed, just take a few deep breaths and you'll feel feel better when you do this consciously you can start to activate that parasympathetic nervous system really really quickly so give that a go next time you're feeling stressed take 10 really deep and slow breaths in through your nose and feel that breath breath go all the way down into your diaphragm and then slowly release it okay so that's a way that you can start to naturally tap into it it's also a way that you reduce your triggers which i'll get into again in another episode all right, so number three, this one's an interesting one, singing and humming. So talking about the, paras, uh, the vagus nerve, singing and humming actually helps to stimulate the, parasympath- the, the vagus nerve, which activates your parasympathetic nerves. I'm getting tongue-tied. So one of the ways that I like to do this is find a playlist that you really like, make it on Spotify, whatever it is, and just belt out some tunes, right? So singing and humming, stimulating those vocal cords is going to help calm your, your nervous system down, which is really cool. So get in the car, belt out some whatever you like to listen to, and you're always going to feel really calm and, and happy after that. That's a really cool way to do that. So number four is uh, stretching. So some deep, slow stretching of your body, um, like yin yoga, for example, is a really great way to calm your nervous system down. So that that activity alone, it gets you out of that sympathetic nervous system, gets you back into your body, and helps you to to really reduce the stress levels in your in your life. I think yoga is a fantastic uh, practice. I don't do it that regularly. I just tend to stretch at home myself. But any time I've ever done a yoga class, for example, is you are just on absolute bliss cloud nine after you've done it, and that's because your parasympathetic nervous system has been really heavily activated. Yeah, so you don't necessarily need to go to a yoga class to do that. You can do that at home. You can start to just stretch, um, doing some really slow stretches of your body. Now that brings me to number five. Exercise daily. I don't know about you, but I have never felt bad after I've exercised. <laughs> sure, I might have felt really sore and really tight and exhausted, but I've never felt stressed after I've exercised. I don't know about you, but that's that's my experience. Exercise is something that, if you can cultivate a daily practice of, is something that can really help reduce your stress levels in your life. So, by actually stressing your nervous system, it increases your your ability to to handle that. And it also just helps to calm your your body down. So, it releases all these kind of feel good uh, hormones, endorphins, and, and the like. So, exercise is something that you can do that is really, really cool. So, it doesn't need to be a CrossFit workout or anything too intense. You can go for a nice, long walk. You can go for a uh, a long, slow jog. It doesn't need to be anything really drastic, but just getting moving is a really, really cool way to start to activate this part of your nervous system. Now, number six, this is probably my all-time favorite, is meditation. I love meditating. It's something that I do every single day. Um, And what this is, meditation in its simplest sense is Switching your attention from the outside world to the inside world. So I'll say that again. Meditation is the act of taking your attention from the outside, the outside world, and bringing your attention to the inside world. So this is all about starting to uh, become aware of your breath, for example, start to notice the feelings and sensations in your body. Now, this can really slow you down. And by slowing down, this actually helps to activate the, the parasympathetic nervous system. There is so much research on this. I don't really need to go into it in too much depth, but meditation is a really fantastic tool. Self-hypnosis is also another fantastic tool that can be utilized in the same way. And same thing with yoga is after you've meditated or done self-hypnosis, chances are you're going to feel completely blissed out. All right, so number seven now is heart coherence Uh, breathing, or or the heart coherence technique. So this is a a method uh, formulated by the HeartMath Institute. Now these guys are fantastic. They've got so much research on this, but essentially it is consciously um, changing electromagnetic frequency of your heart and getting it in sync with your brain. I know it sounds kind of complicated, but essentially this method is all about um, feeling and heightening senses of gratitude, appreciation, and joy while at the same time breathing in a way that tells your nervous system that you're safe. So going back to the start is breathing like I talked about at the start. The the deep diaphragmatic breaths through your nose, it calms your nervous system and helps you to realize that you are safe, that you're in this present moment, that there is nothing you need to worry about and that you are safe. And when you're able to do that coupled with cultivating feelings of gratitude for example and feeling these elevated emotions which is what heart math is all about this is a way a beautiful way to start to uh, activate that that parasympathetic nervous and i'm going to get onto a little bit more of that in future episodes because that is a whole whole topic in itself and i love it all right so number eight is journaling and talking so if you've ever been through something stressful in it like let's use the example of your boss you've had that argument with your boss that I used at the at the start is when you do go the journey alone when you try and figure things out for yourself that's when you can often get stuck in your head being over analytical being getting even more stressed in that in that instance but the moment you you put pen to paper and you write about how you are feeling you are able to reduce that load it's like if you're walking around with with rocks in your backpack journaling is a way that you can start to take rocks out of your backpack talking to people that you trust and care about about what's bothering you is also another beautiful way to reduce that uh that load now i've talked in a previous episode about the Rosetto study so the Rosetto study was i won't go into too much detail here but essentially it was um looking at italian uh communities in middle america i think and what happened was these, the uh, this town of Roseto had all Italian uh, migrants and they were had such a beautiful community. They they had lots of multi-generations in under one house. They used to go and eat together. They used to do activities together. They had a really beautiful sense of community. And at that time, this town in America had the lowest incidence of heart disease in the country, despite having a diet that where they drank lots of alcohol, they ate, ate lots of rich food, they smoked cigars. And so Later on, what happened was this community eventually started to break down from multi-generational homes into single-generational homes and people started to talk less and become that community started to break down. And as a result, their heart disease started to increase. So one of the things that I took from this is the importance of community, the importance of having people there that you can talk through stuff. This is just so, so important. So find your pack, find a group of people that you can really trust Uh, It might be a group on Facebook in in the current era, right? But find a group where you feel safe, where you feel included, and you can talk about what you need to because a burden shared is a burden halved. All right, so number nine, have a bath. Now, I love having a bath, but I'm gonna give you a little hack that's gonna help make that bath even more relaxing and help to calm your nervous system down even more. And that is to use a really high concentration of salt. So putting some uh, Epsom salts In the bath, for example, having a really high concentrated salt bath is a way in which you can really calm your nervous system. The salt, essentially, if we look at it from a GNM perspective and a biological sense, the salt actually uh, makes us feel like we are at home. It makes us feel completely at peace. It makes us feel very relaxed. So having that salt in the bath is a way that you can really take the bath to the next level. I know baths are already relaxing, but add the salt and you will notice some really cool stuff. If you're someone who struggles with weight gain as well, um, having a high concentrated salt bath is something that's going to be really useful for you as well. All right, so number 10 is reducing your um, exposure to Wi-Fi and, and devices and electromagnetic Frequencies. So, one of the ways you can do this is through grounding. Um, So, getting outside, walking barefoot on the earth, in the sand, whatever that might be. So, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but if you if you live in a city or a densely populated area, you might notice you just feel a little bit stressed, a little bit highly strung, just day to day. And then, if you've ever had the experience of going camping and switching off, and um, not having devices, being out of reception. Being connected to nature, chances are you're going to feel really calm. And I love this for that very reason, is when you go camping, you don't have the exposure to to various Wi-Fi devices and things like that. Our homes are just loaded with them. And there's plenty of research on this in in terms of how that can impact and make our bodies more sympathetic dominant. So reducing uh, your exposure to Wi-Fi and things like that by grounding, going camping, getting out in nature is an absolute game changer. So on technology number eleven is we're going to be talking about blue light ex- exposure. So blue light is a wavelength frequency of light that comes from again, devices, computer screens, TVs, and things like this. Now, when you are like towards the evening, if you are going to sleep and you're on your computer all night, what actually happens is normally you're as uh, it gets darker, your, your eyes will sense the change in uh, light in in your environment and as a result you'll start to secrete uh, hormones like melatonin and these hormones kind of make you feel tired and make you feel relaxed. whereas if you are constantly on devices all night constantly watching TV all this kind of stuff is you, it tricks your brain into thinking it's daytime and so what you can do is you can by reducing your blue light expo- exposure. It actually helps to normalize your uh, sleep cycles and help you get a deeper sleep. And obviously, when you're sleeping, that is when you're repairing. So this is so, so important. So make sure you're getting enough sleep is also, I'm going to add that as a little bonus one, prioritize your sleep. Holy crap, that is so important. Make sure you're getting enough sleep because that is actually when you are healing. Now, there's some... uh, technology that you can utilize to reduce your blue light exposure which again is going to help you sleep there's a program that i use on my computer called Flux. it's f.lux um, it's a program that you i think it's free to download um, and that'll just start to reduce the amount of blue light that's coming out of your computer for example of an evening based on where you live in the world another way you can do that is through blue light uh, blocking glasses i'm sure you can just go and research that all right, number 12, again on technology, switch off your damn phone, right? I know that the times when I've been stressed in my life, there is a direct correlation between waking up and checking my phone and not. <laughs> so one of the, the habits that I've cultivated is actually leaving my phone in a different room when I am sleeping Firstly, so that if anyone calls or I get messages or things are vibrating or beeping, it doesn't wake me up and disturb my very very precious sleep. But the other thing is, as soon as, often if you wake up and you check your phone first thing in the morning, you're already being thrown into the day. You might get a you might get a crappy email from your boss. You might get. Um, a notification on Facebook that's annoying or upsetting and and automatically you're in that stress response. You're starting your day on the wrong foot. So when you're able to uh, do that, when you're able to switch off your phone, use your phone less and not be drawn into it first thing in the morning, anecdotally, this has been one of the best things for me personally. So give that a go, put your phone in another room, have some firm boundaries with your phone um, and just get off it because the thing is, in so many ways, it's it's um, like if you've watched the Social Dilemma on Netflix, you you'll see the uh, the effects and the consequences of being on technology all the time. All right, number thirteen is nutrition. So there are certain foods that are going to activate sympathetic nervous system, like processed sugar and caffeine, for example. So if you're drinking a lot of coffee and you're, or if you've got a, a lot of stress in your life and like you might be going through an exam period or you might be having a really stressful time at work, because your body and your nervous system is already stressed, reduce the amount of food and uh, things that you drink. They're going to make you even more stressed. So reducing your coffee consumption during that time, reducing the amount of soft drinks or energy drinks that you're consuming when your body is already in a stressful period is going to be something that's going to help you Uh, reducing your sugar the amount of refined sugar that you eat is also a way that you can start to activate your parasympathetic nervous system there are some fantastic herbs and supplements that you can take i won't go into too much detail with that um, that can start to activate your parasympathetic nervous system as well all right so number 14 is going back to the heart coherence is visualization so often we are ruminating and thinking about all the stuff in life that we don't want to happen. We are worrying obsessively about the future and what things might go wrong. And thoughts alone can, can trigger a stress response in your body. So if you start thinking about how you are, have this project coming up and you're so underprepared or you start worrying about your money or you start worrying about um, your relationships or whatever, these worrisome thoughts in your head actually activate your sympathetic nervous system. Your brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So I use an example of a lemon. If you think about a lemon in enough detail and you imagine yourself, the smell of it the, and the the texture of it and the, you see the juice and then you, you imagine yourself taking a bite, you actually start to salivate. Your brain thinks that you're about to eat a lemon. So it produces the saliva in preparation. But the thing is, it's like if you're constantly worried about Uh, your finances or your job or relationships or or whatever your brain is going to not know the difference between that imagined stress and the real stress so get a handle on your worry get a handle on your concern and dial it back so that your brain can actually switch off and one of the things that i love about that is what can you control and what can't you control and so often some of the things are if you Imagine you've driven to work, for example, and you've left the iron on and you're like, okay, that's something worth worrying about it because yes, you can control it, right? And yes, you can go and do something about it. Okay. So, and yes, it has consequences. So there, there's some ca- th- things that you can sort of look at is, is the thing that you're worrying about, is it a real worry? Can you control it right now? And usually it's going to have some consequences, but the thing is if you can't control it, if it's not not an issue right now, just let it go. Learn how to do this. Learn how to uh, let things go. Let worry and concern go because that's going to help calm your nervous system. All right. And lastly, number 15 is cold exposure. So having a cold shower, having an ice bath, this is actually a fantastic way to stimulate your vagus nerve again and activate that parasympathetic nervous system. There's been some really fantastic research done on uh, things like depression and cold water exposure. So this is a really great way. And I know some of you guys are going to be going, hell no, am I having a cold shower? But when you do it, really does help you to activate that parasympathetic nervous system, help you calm down, and help you to start to heal uh, on so many different levels. So, one of the places that I get a lot of people to start is looking at checking out Wim Hof. He's got some really cool stuff online, there's a really great documentary on him. On Vice. If you just Google Wim Hof and Vice, there's like a 30 minute documentary about how he uses uh, breathing and breath work and also cold exposure to start regulating the autonomic nervous system. So, they, there you go, guys. There is my top 15 tips on how to uh, reduce the stress in your life and how to start activating your parasympathetic nervous system. Now, this is something that I'm so, as I said at the start, so passionate about, is because as human beings, we can consciously change and affect our nervous system through some of these these methods that I've mentioned. And when you're able to do that, you can stop stress in its tracks and you can start to really heal uh, physically and also emotionally. So this is completely within your control. So if you are someone who is constantly stressed, is start to implement these, these strategies. Or if you've got someone in your life who is constantly stressed and always whinging about how stressed they are, and needing help to learn how to manage their stress send them this episode because it can really help them to uh, see that they are in control because a lot of the times when you are under a lot of stress in life you can feel kind of helpless you can feel out of control you can feel like there's nothing that you can do about it whereas i'm here to tell you there is everything that you can do about it and once you learn how to master your mind body connection once you learn how to manage your stress levels some beautiful and wondrous things are well and truly in reach for you all right guys so that is all for today thank you so much uh for joining me on this episode of the mind body masters podcast and i will see you again for the next episode take care Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Masters podcast. Now, everyone has the ability to heal themselves with the right tools, information, and guidance. So, if you have someone in your life that needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them so they too can start healing from the inside out. Now, if you've liked this episode and you think more people need to hear this message, please give us a great rating on iTunes because it helps more people to actually hear this message and realize the power that they have. Now, if you'd like more information and you'd like to access bonus video content and even have the ability to ask me questions directly, then head on over to my free Facebook group, the Mind Body Masters Heal Yourself from the Inside Out group. Or you can head on over to Instagram and slide into my DMs there. My handle is jake underscore curry. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for listening, and I'll catch you again on the next episode.